Hello, this is Steve. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we'll be answering a question from Jack arising out of the Abraham episode. Here's Jack's question. Why was Lot's wife turned to salt? It seems this punishment a bit extreme and not proportional to what she did. That's Jack's question. Congratulations, Jack. Another tough question for your dad. Well, I've researched Jack's question, and we're going to have three short episodes. This one will be, why did God use salt for the pillar? The next one will be, what was so bad about just turning around to look back? And in the last one, we'll look at the very interesting science and geology of the Jordan Valley, where Sodom and Gomorrah were located. And by the way, I hope that you listen to the episode on interpreting the original Greek of the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13, on how can salt lose its saltiness? And if you listen to that episode, you know that wisdom, wisdom is one of the many meanings of salt in the Bible, wisdom. But there are many more, and we're going to address those today. So let's dive right in. We'll be taking a look at some very interesting Bible verses on different aspects of how God has used salt in the Bible. And we'll be leading up to the biblical answer for the reason why God used salt for the pillar that had been Lot's wife. You know, a salt pillar would not last too long, even in a desert like around the Dead Sea that only gets about two inches of rain every year. But two inches adds up over the years and decades and centuries. Salt dissolves in water. We all know that. That's how it can be used to de-ice roads in the wintertime in the north. But salt settles out. Once it saturates the water with salt and the water can only hold so much salt, the salt settles out at the bottom of the water, at the bottom of the Dead Sea. And when the water dries up, the salt comes right back. Like have you ever gone swimming at the seashore and noticed dried salt on your skin afterwards? I, I have, and it's a salty crust on your skin. So salt is incredibly stable. It's vital for life. Our blood is salty. As a kid, did you ever lick a cut and taste salt? Salt can heal. It can cleanse. It can purify. It can sterilize. It was used as money, actually, to pay Roman soldiers And that's where we get the word salary. It comes from salt. So was God trying to tell us anything by using salt for the pillar? Or was it just the most handy material available by the Dead Sea where the salt in the water that... You know, the Jordan River flows out of the mountains in the north and down through the Jordan Valley... And it arrives at the Dead Sea, and there it ends. The Dead Sea is the end of the road for that water. That water evaporates out of the Dead Sea, where it's very hot and dry. So the salt settles out, collects at the bottom of the Dead Sea. Sodom and Gomorrah were right there. That area is just loaded with salt. So with that in mind, let's go through a few very interesting Bible verses featuring some of the many ways in which God has used salt in the Bible, his holy word, to make different points to us. 
and will be leading up to the biblical answer as to why God used salt for the pillar that had once been Lot's wife. Did you know that the Lord told Moses that salt is pure and holy? I didn't either, but I'm referring to Exodus chapter 30, verse 34. The Lord also said to Moses, Take fragrant spices, gum, resin, onica, galbanum, and pure frankincense in equal measures, and make a fragrant blend of incense, the work of a perfumer seasoned with salt, pure and holy. Grind some of it into fine powder and place it in front of the testimony of the tent of meeting, where I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. You are never to use this formula to make incense for yourselves. You are to regard it as holy to the Lord. Wow, what a special treat it would have been to have attended the testimony in the tent of meeting where the Lord would met with the Israelites and to smell the fragrance of that wonderful blend. I, I, I would love to have uh, had that experience. Now we turn to Leviticus uh, chapter 2, verse 13. And you shall season each of your grain offerings with salt. You must not leave the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain offering. You are to add salt to each of your offerings. So here salt is, it's the salt of the covenant, the salt of the covenant. And we find this salt of the covenant in the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 18, verse 19. All the holy offerings that the Israelites present to the Lord, I give to you and to your sons and daughters as a permanent statute. It is a permanent covenant of salt before the Lord for you and your offspring. But we may contrast the holiness of salt in these chapters with the book of Psalms, chapter 107, starting verse 34. He turns rivers into deserts, springs of water into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into fields of salt because of the wickedness of its dwellers. And again in Psalms 107, I made the wilderness his home and the salt flats his dwelling. So we have here a salt functioning as a punishment for wickedness, a punishment for wickedness in the book of Psalms. And in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 5 through 6, this is what the Lord says, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, who makes the flesh his strength and turns his heart from the Lord. He will be like a shrub in the desert. He will not see when prosperity comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. So again, we have salt as a punishment for wickedness. And could this possibly be referring to Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, just in case uh, the Lord wasn't being specific enough for us in those verses, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 23. Then the generation to come, your sons who follow you, and the foreigner who comes from a distant land, 
will see the plagues of the land and the sicknesses the Lord has inflicted on it. All its soil will be a burning waste of sulfur and salt, unsown and unproductive with no plant growing on it, just like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his fierce anger. So all the nations will ask, Why has the Lord done such a thing to this land? Why this great outburst of anger? So how much more specific could the Bible possibly get on the question of salt being used at Sodom and at Gomorrah and at Adma and at Zeboim, other cities that were destroyed at the same time, salt being used as a punishment and, most importantly, as a warning to later generations in Deuteronomy chapter 29. So there you have it. There is the answer to the question of why did God use salt for the pillar that was once Lot's wife? Well, as a punishment and as a warning to future generations. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 23. But of course, the question now remains, what did Lot's wife do to deserve such a punishment? Don't worry, we'll answer that question in the next episode.